You are listening to Pole Dark and Handsome. This is the Satellite Sisters Talk TV recap of the PBS drama Pole Dark. Today we're doing season three, episode five. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm joined by my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Jewel. Hey, Leanne. I'm happy to be with you today because it was such a bright show. I mean, I could actually see what was going on in this episode of Pole Dark. It did make a big difference that you could see the action. Although I did have to text you three quarters of the way through, OMG, more prison. I mean, could you believe it? Like, I, They have nowhere to turn, right? They I have just, to just use that as a plot point I to throw somebody in jail at least one one time uh, during the episode, right? My gosh, I know. All right, we're going to get into it. A lot hap- Actually, a lot happened in this episode. So there were a lot of storylines launched, storylines, you know, wrapped up. There was good news and bad news. And, and then, again, the descent of George and Elizabeth into their own strawberry-eating madness. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, they went over the edge of darkness. Are they the worst people ever? I know when they were sitting there eating strawberries in bed, Leanne, I just, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to eat that fruit again. Just seeing those two despicable people and the way they were just eating the fruit. I don't know. It was, it was, ew, I know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That Elizabeth. I mean, he's always been awful, but she's just recently become awful. Although she was awful for a while. So, and then. What was the deal with him freaking out about the frogs? Is that, uh, do you know anything about psychology? Can you tell me about that? No, I, I don't know. I know. My husband was watching it alongside with me and he was like, what's with the frogs? Why is he freaking out about the frogs? I guess it's, it was a traumatic uh, school, school, school incident that, yeah. He, yeah, that he hasn't gotten over. Yeah. That's the way I feel about riding bicycles. I just, my mom. <laughs> Our mom made us ride our bikes everywhere, and I've just never really gotten over it. So you don't see you're not going to take a soul cycle in? Nope. Cycling? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So then we had Morwenna. She's on the verge of declaring her love for lowborn Drake. Yeah. And she is blackmailed into marrying that awful fop. Oh, I- this broke my heart. I have it to say. Did. It was such a wonderful episode for Marwenna. I do feel like she has gone, uh, how do I put this, from an A cup to a B cup? Is that possible <laughs> in one in one episode? I don't know. It's just a small detail. Okay. And, it's a good detail, though. Makes me want to go back and rewatch. Yeah. Um, all right. And then, my gosh, there's Dwight. He's back. What is that stuff all over his face? <laughs> I mean, come on. We just got to talk about that. What is that? I mean, is that it looks prison rash. What is it? Yeah, it looks like poison ivy. Yeah, and I don't know why Caroline keeps touching it. I just, I would not. I think she should put on some of her beautiful leather gloves, you know, or some of those felt gloves. I wouldn't get too close to that. Yeah. You know, he has this stuff all over her, his face, but she still wants to get it on, you know, with him. And he is just having none of it because he's too deep in his own P- PTSD to really let her in. So we'll, well talk about we that. predicted that. Yes. We saw that. We set it up early on the podcast that we knew he would come back with PTSD. And indeed he has. He's also lost. The actor must have lost 20 pounds. Doesn't he look yeah, re- he, really He does thin? look really thin. Yeah. Yeah. And then they gave him that weird man child haircut so that you know so uh yeah everything i mean he's another heartbreaker okay and then we had jeffrey charles who 
I just adore, you know, but then yeah. he went from hero to zero in this episode because he inadvertently played right into George's hands and he set up Drake with a very poignant gift that landed Drake in prison. Very I never liked Jeffrey Charles. Charles. You always liked oh. him much more than I did. Oh. And so I, I just, I was not surprised. I think that he, there, there, there must, you know, I, he is no innocent Leon, you know, he's, really, he's a Jerry, bad, he's like he, a 12 year old boy. I think he actually, he's, he's no innocent. He's a bad seed Leon. That's what I'm telling you. He lost his nice father. His mother's an opium addict. He's stuck <laughs> with that old aunt. You're right. That kid deserves none of our sympathy. You're right. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Aunt <laughs> Agatha. All right. Uh, and then, you know, Ross and Demelza, they still live in a world where they can make it better for everyone in town. Yes, propose to her. Oh, don't worry. Community farm, everyone. Get I know. They're going to have it. They're going to set up a food co-op right there in town. And just, you know, they were, everybody was hauling and scything and more hauling and lugging. Yeah, they got it all done, going. Oh, we were so close to shirtless scything, weren't we? Did you think <laughs> yes, that was coming? Was. So close. I did. So close. Uh, but after the whole episode, I think we can all agree that we all just want a life of quiet luxury. I mean, with, with so Caroline, cool? I'd be happy to move in there. I'd be I happy. <laughs> I know. Just sitting out in the garden, staring off into the distance. And Caroline just wants to double date. You know, she said she thought she always thinks it's so great when Ross and Demelza and Dr. Innes and her get together. Because as she said, it's marriage between two classes and she likes it. But, you know, <laughs> I know. Right? She's adorable. Like she, I know. Yeah. Even though she's like a total snob, she's so sweet. You know, yeah. we love all right, so let's break down a few of these storylines. Uh, those were our, our highlights. All right, uh, George just continues. Elizabeth and George just continue to be fixated on Ross, everything dark about punishing him. They are starting to develop this paranoia that Ross is behind everything, uh, that Ross mm -hmm. is going to turn the whole town against them, which is true because – he is sort of doing that, but George is pretty much doing it himself. So, you know, they, they're under constant watch. He has that, um, you know, Captain Big Pants now, that guy. He's <laughs> Deputy Big Pants. What's his name, Tony? He looks like he was, he, he walked off the set of from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Was he uh, like an Oompa Loompa or something? I, mean, I, I don't know. Okay. But Captain Big Pants is a good name. Yeah. Okay. He's out there patrolling the estate. Uh, they're, you know, they're trying to determine the big crime toads in the pond, yeah. you know, who's putting them there and, uh, Captain Big Pants is on it. He's and on Ross it. in the meantime seems to be just slipping in and out of that house all the time. Right. Even though, uh, you know, uh, Elizabeth and George are upstairs, like sucking on those strawberries. Uh, Ross is, you know, visiting with Aunt Agatha all the time. I know, which makes me happy. I mean, I'm glad he hasn't abandoned her after she nearly froze at Christmas. But uh, And he's trying to do right by Jeffrey Charles and everything. But it just seemed like George and Elizabeth's paranoia is over the top. And, yeah. uh, it's only making all matters worse, but they really, they, they manage, George manages to find out everything that Morwenna has been secretly seeing Drake, yeah. that she's not going to marry that big jerk that we don't like. And so he sets up Drake, uh, you know, with the allegedly the stolen family Bible. And then the next thing we know, Drake gets sent to prison where he's about to be beheaded because, oh, conveniently George is the magistrate. 
And that forces Morwenna's hand to marry the jury. I know, I know. And you just, this episode was all about Morwenna. I thought she did an excellent job. You were so sympathetic, so empathetic. You know, she... She knows it's forbidden love that, you know, a lowborn Drake, she really should have nothing to do with him. And that, but yet she can't, you know, the heart goes where the heart goes, Leon, right? Is that <laughs> okay, Joel? Whatever you say. I know. I just was swept up with this romance, Leon. I was Whatever. swept away. Okay. They're super duper cute. And, uh, and now that she's the B cup, I think that, you know, I really can see them together, you know? I know. So, I mean, it was looking very positive there. She has the first, the powerful speech, you know, we are in the world, we must follow the rules. Uh, and then she realizes, what am I doing? I, I don't like, I can't marry this other person. I don't really care about my mother and sister. They're not on the TV show. Uh, you know, they're going to send Jeffrey <laughs> Charles away. So I might as well marry Drake because everyone looks at, at Poldark and Demelza as this, you know, star couple and oh you know as if they've never had any issues and she rushes to the beach to tell drake this and then we have shirtless drake which was uh, unexpected it was outstanding the back and then the front the back and then the front yeah so uh so but you know but it's all for naught because george is able to essentially blackmail morwenna and then we have this very dramatic last scene where for some reason on Agatha calls them all to the church. You know, they get this spindly handwritten letter, come to the church. And they all run to the church and it's Morwenna marrying. And she looks so pale, so devastated. Yes. And, and Drake, of course, cause he's low born, doesn't really get what's happened. I don't think he's not right. Yeah. She would not have been happy with him. I have to say, I don't think. You really don't think? Well, I thought they were going to make it with the community farm and, you know, I thought it well, was going to be he's got the frog okay. skills. I mean, what else? He didn't even really show up to work at the farm. No, no, he's, but he's so cute, Leon. He's adorable. He's adorable. He's got that hair, that curly hair. Did he's you just adorable. want to run your fingers through? Come okay, on. Joel, calm down okay. over there. Okay. Calm down. Uh, but according to our Facebook group, Samantha, our Facebook group sussed out that the actor who plays Drake is actually dating uh, Demelza in real life. Okay. I'm happy with that. I'm I'm fine. Okay. I mean, they're two lowborns together. That makes, <laughs> okay. yep. it makes me happy. That's good. They should just stay in their lane. Oh, wait, that's <laughs> Madam Secretary. We're going to get to that. Right. right. Okay. Right. So then we have the George, the Caroline and Dwight story. So he comes back and he's miserable. He keeps replaying the scenes from the French prison in his mind. His wife keeps making him, you know, shortbread or whatever. Or cookies and bringing him oranges and just looking more beautiful. What'd you think when she had put her hair down? She had like all that hair. Oh, I know. Like, come and get it, Dr. Ennis. I know. Come and get it. And, and he, he wanted He not, wants not, nothing. But I he, so Dre, so Ross sees this and, you know, he, he wants to bring somebody on board that's going to help Dwight. And oh. uh, so he brings Lieutenant Hugh back. So we're yes. glad to see Lieutenant Hugh. But I was not glad to hear the two of them trashing our girl Caroline. You know, right? I right. mean, of course she can't understand what you've been through. Look at her. You loved her in that red coat. Okay. You can't blame her for being that woman. You're yeah. right. She didn't go to Paris with you. She thought it was a carnival cruise. That's not <laughs> Viking. Right. Viking she River was cruise. working her tail off as the school auction chair, right? 
raising money to uh, to feed all the poor people and then, you know, working on the plans to spring you from prison. She was doing everything she could possibly do, you right. know, and looking good doing it. So, no, she doesn't understand what she went through. So, you know. I do say, I did do think Ross was pretty good in the show. He's sort of heroic, like, you need to talk to your wife about this. You need to let her in. And so yeah. then they have, you know, the beginning of a, what will be a very difficult conversation about what he went through in prison. And I think they're going to be fine. I mean, if she can I, look at your face with that stuff on it, doctor, <laughs> I, mean, I, I couldn't look at it. I know. It just were really just, I would keep her gloves on. Well, that's my advice to Caroline. Just don't take your gloves off for a while. So, so they seem, you know, they seem to be reaching some, they seem to be reaching some level of understanding. And that's when she said, don't you just want a life of quiet luxury? I know. Yes, I do. Yes. Yes. Go give some free medical care to some of those farmers down there and then come back to your wife and your life of quiet luxury. Let it go, Dr. Ennis. But he feels a lot of survivor's guilt. Feels yeah. a lot of survivor's guilt. And he is an honorable man. So we see that, but it looks hopeful for the two of them at the end. Wouldn't you say, Joel? I do. I thought that scene in the Rose Garden, uh, that there was that sort of spark between them. You know, the things that he loved about Caroline, you know, he could see that she's just an incredibly caring person. And so it was his job to let her in. So. All right. And then we do have Ross sneaking in and out of the house. You know, they weren't the stars this time. They were sort of being the cheerleaders, though, and the community supporters. Demelza was giving her brother Drake false hope about being able to marry Morwenna. And and there was Ross and he was, you know, supporting Jeffrey Charles and on Agatha. And then he started the family farm. And, you know, he tried to warn off George, like, don't do this. People are going to turn against you. And George, of course, won't listen, you know continues to make tough decisions. Uh, but at one point, uh, that was very touching when he saw the baby. He snuck into Tranworth yeah. and he saw the baby, his baby. Oh, the little ricket midget, Jeez, says Aunt that, Agatha. Called, what did she that call Arn- that baby? She called that baby crooked something. I couldn't understand. A crooked midget. I thought she, oh, that's that- what she said. <laughs> oh, Wow. Okay, yeah, you don't want Agatha. She just, you know, like she lets it rip. She doesn't care. So, and yeah, and he sort of w- walked away. I thought he was going to steal the baby or something. Maybe that'll happen in the future. I mean, it is because you notice the baby. They have put a wig on that child, and he has like a full head of pull dark hair, yes. dark hair. You notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know. I feel bad for that baby. That baby's just in the corner every episode, crying, 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 looking miserable. And, you know, that child I feel sorry for, you know, that young Jeffrey Charles sent him off to boarding school. I I don't care about him. (laughs) I just don't trust him. I don't know where his allegiance really lies. With the Poldarks. He's a Poldark. I know, but I know, but his mother, you know, Elizabeth, who he's very close to, mm-hmm. I think she's, you know, okay, leading right. him astray. Okay. So, uh, so at the end of the episode, it's, we just, we have, you know, good news for Caroline and Dwight, bad news for Morwenna. We have a heartbroken Drake, so we don't know where he's going to go. Uh, we have the community farm starting and we have scenes from next week, which imply things are really going to go poorly for Morwenna. I feel terrible yeah. for her. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Uh, so it, I thought it was a good action, you know, less prison, 
good action episode, advance the characters' relationships, uh, you know, so we saw all of that and set up what will certainly be a, a fight between Poldark and George. And that uh, I think Poldark, if we, if I looked at those um, previews, it looks like he is going to have to step into the politics of the situation in order to to save the people. Maybe he'll be the shirtless PM. Do you think? <laughs> think he'll That'd be good. That would be that, good. Doing that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy to see Poldark Blake or, or, or Lieutenant Hugh without a shirt. So that's what I'm looking forward to in future episodes, Leon. Okay. I do have to question, honestly, when they were doing the community farm and Demelza was out there, it, did she look like Cinderella or was that my imagination, right? <laughs> yes. Just, yeah, with that sort of lace-up bodice thing. Yes. Yeah. And they that, have her in, the, in those fabulous colors that yeah. look great with her red hair. Yeah. Um, and she's got her dress sort of, you know, cinched up with the belt around the waist and the laced up bodice. Yeah, a little Cinderella yeah, there. Yeah, she's a little Leslie on Warren there in the fields, you know, singing with the field mice there. Um, <laughs> all right. Anything else for this week's Paul Dark? No, that I think that's it. Uh, no more toads. I hope in the future. Did, we didn't. We, nobody seems to understand the importance of that. Of that, and after a while, it got a little tedious seeing all the toads hopping in the basket. I know they're but, kind of gross. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although I did like when um, I did like when Aunt Agatha uh, praised Ross for roasting the Frenchies. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good line. All right. Okay. On this week's Satellite Sisters, our regular podcast that we uh, post every Tuesday, um, we we do spooky news. Ooh, in honor of Halloween, we have some spooky news. Uh, we have a bitter business bureau. And Julie Urbanana was back in Brooklyn. And right. uh, you gave a pep talk to, uh, to a young mother. You feel like you Yes, I did. And I feel like I am spre- spreading good news. Yep. For young moms. No more guilt. All right. And we also recap the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. We are going to get to the bottom of that black bra that she wore <laughs> under that white shirt. I mean, it's everyone's Shocking. talking about it, Julie. Shocking. Everyone's, everyone's talking about it. All right. Thanks for listening to Satellite Sisters Talk TV, Pole Dark and Handsome. If you like the show, it would be great if you could uh, rate us and recommend us. That would be fantastic on iTunes, at Apple Podcasts, or at Stitcher, wherever you listen to the show. That helps us get noticed a lot. Same with Satellite Sisters and our Madam Secretary recap. All right, Jill, have a great week. You too, Leanne. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. 